Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, so how do you pay homage to Vin Scully while still being yourself and embracing it as the guy who follows, not the replacement, the way you talked about it, which makes all the sense in the world. How do you, how, how do you still pay homage to Vin? I think that it's by recognizing what people love so much about him. First and foremost, I think was his ability to tell stories. And so when I go back, you know, 2016, I was doing road games. He was doing home games. And so when I wasn't doing the road games, I was listening to Vin through the home games. And I would find myself kind of getting lost as a fan, just enjoying his stories. And then I'd go back and critique myself, as we've talked about, and I'd hear my ears perk up as I was telling story. I, my ears would perk up as I'd hear myself tell stories. And it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm not very good at this, but just the human condition is to want to hear stories. And so recognizing that it's part of what made him great and it's what people appreciate and expect, then appreciating that there's something to it and realizing even when I do it poorly, I, I think that it's, it adds so much. And just combining those things and, and realizing that it needed to be part of uh, Dodger broadcasts, I've made it as much of it uh, a part of it as I can. And I've had to work really hard at it because like, nobody's as good of a storyteller as Vin. Nobody ever will be. I stunk at it and still I don't think I'm great at it, but I've studied it. I've read books about storytelling and in the same way that I was critiquing you know, right down to the word, how I was calling a devil in the gap. I do the same with storytelling now. So the, the storytelling component would probably be the biggest thing. And people say like, oh, you laid out there and really let the crowd talk like Vin. Well, Vin's not the only guy that does that, right? Like most broadcasters have an appreciation for laying out. So that's not one that I think consciously like, okay, you know, Vin would lay out here. I've got to lay out. It's more Vin humanized these guys. And I'm not doing it just because Vin did it. I'm doing it because I heard Vin do it, and it's awesome. And I think that it should be part of it. 
well, Vin probably heard Red Barber do it. You know, sure. it's uh, and, and and Vin developed it on his own. Probably heard Bill Stern telling sports stories on the radio back in the 30s and 40s. You know, like there's there there's a lineage of it. There's a reason we love the stories. It's um, what, what storytelling books is interesting, like Power of Myth, Joseph Campbell, that kind of stuff. Or like I haven't read that. I think I need to. Um, let's see. You got a few over here. The Art of Storytelling is one I've read. The Power of Storytelling. Uh, there's one that I started to get into and then it didn't really line up. Um, are you familiar with the moth series? Yeah, absolutely. The radio series, the moth. Yeah. They have a storytelling guide, but I got into it about a chapter and realized that it was more about like telling your own story, which is, it's a different thing I think than we're doing. Um, but yeah, those are the two that I see right on my shelf right now that pop to mind and, you know, all kinds of notes that I took from those and every now and then we'll refer back to. You know, I, there was a moment um, in my day job with Parkins and Spiegel last year, I think it was, I grabbed a touchdown that I happened to hear you make while I was watching Red Zone one Sunday afternoon. And I'm breaking my own rule as I talk football on a baseball podcast. But <laughs> um it, he it, it it was it was a very little known Tampa Bay wide receiver who I'd never heard of, who I think had been an Olympic sprinter. Um, and all of a sudden he caught a touchdown sort of out of nowhere. He was open and ran 30 yards into the end zone. And you gave the backstory as part of the call live. And I was like, holy hell, listen to that preparation that came out in the call that I caught on red zone. We played it the next day. Um, but now that I hear you talk about it, it's your love of the storytelling that yeah. made you feel comfortable enough to get it in there in the call. And I'm so glad you did. I didn't, I don't even know if you remember who I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm glad that you point out the love of storytelling thing. So I like, as you know, all of us, I think as we get a little bit older, we we deep dive and reflect a little bit. And the last few years, I've tried to figure out, like, what is it that I'm doing? What am I trying to do with these broadcasts? You know, like what what's my purpose? And one of the things I think about is like on a very basic level, it's my job to bring joy to people right in this in this chair. And the way I try to do that is by sharing my love for baseball and stories. And I think about that every day. Like I love baseball or football. I'm not, we're not allowed to say that. I want to break the podcast rules. I love sports. So just sharing my love for sports and stories. And uh, when you look at it that way, that really helps drive a lot of what I do. You know, the, the prep during the day, the it's, it's kind of the quiet foundation of, my call from seven to 10 each night is looking at it that way. Like really what is, and it's kind of a cheesy way to, to look at it, I think, but it, it, it works and it powers you through the, you know, nine to one blowout on a Tuesday in August when the team's already 20 games up in first place, who cares if the game at that point doesn't matter. What matters is it's my job to bring joy to people. And I have a couple ways of doing that. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. 
and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I think uh, even fans who might consider themselves numbers wonks or um, analytical to the nth degree, they yeah. love the stories, even if mm-hmm. it's not <clears throat> fully fully conscious. So I, I think you've tapped into the right the right thing. It's I mean, there's a million of them, um, but is there a Vin story? that you remember hearing or a Vin mm-hmm. moment um, that, 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 that jumps to you that, that, that we ought to go listen to just how we handled a story or something could be from 2016 or could be anything yeah. that, that linked for you. Uh, he had some good Bumgarner ones. I think there's one about Bumgarner killing a snake. You know, Bumgarner tells a story, which in a sense reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training, and he and his wife were roping cattle, which is what they do. One, one pitch, sinker low, ball two, two and one. And they were startled by a large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an ax and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. Two, one pitch, low, ball three, three and one. When his wife, Allie, and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3-1 pitch to Turner, way inside, ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle-nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First it gets eaten by a snake, then the snake gets chopped to pieces, then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center by Hendrick, and the Dodgers are in business First and second and nobody out. So I guess really the morale to the whole story about the rabbit and the snake, you've got to somehow survive. You've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. Jeez, I mean, the the thing with him was it was like the game knew that he was telling the story and the game was going to play along in order for him to finish the story, not just give him time to finish it, but then when he did, the inning was going to wrap up. I get so pissed. Like, I feel like it's the opposite for me. I go into a story and the guy hits into a double play. I'm like, you kidding me? Like, come on, Vin. I know you're upstairs watching now. You can't help me out. You can't like, you can't make that happen for me from up above. But it was amazing how the game seemingly played right into his storytelling hands all the time. Just uncanny. You know, I, I realized that I admitted this the other day. I mean, I love, I love the rules this year. I've been calling it the new deal because I think what Theo has done, it's just as important as what FDR did in my opinion in, in the thirties, you know? So yes. uh, yeah, it's, it's the same level of importance, but, but well, all the sure. rules, were, all the rules working together to do what they're doing. But I just realized I feel rushed when I'm listening to a broadcast. I, I, and I had to admit it here at midseason. I feel a little rushed if I get to be part of one, but even just as I'm listening. And I wonder if if you feel rushed in a storytelling sense, it, it, it affects the, the pace of what you do. Yeah. 
I don't feel rushed. I love it like you do. Um, but I don't tell as many stories. It's just not, there's not time to go much more than like an aside on a guy or a nugget. And I don't, I think that was one of the criticisms of me here in LA at first was that my stories were nuggets as opposed to true stories. Like Vin was going to spin a yarn. You can't really spin a yarn now. I think that I got much better at that as my career has gone on, but it's hard to do now. And it's hard to prepare those. It's not hard, but it takes time to prepare those and to be ready to tell a drawn out, complete story. It just doesn't feel like the best use of my time anymore and my preparation to do these deep dives. It's more headline stuff because that's all there's room for. That makes sense. And, and now that we're talking about it, kind of glad we didn't have to hear Vin adjust to the pitch clock. You know, I mean, like, obviously yeah. he did it. He did it for yeah. decades at that pace and was great at it. But as he settled into the longer games, we got more and more gold. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're dealing with it is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. No, I, and I am, too. I'm, I think that we're all happy to have it this way.